0: All right, all right, all right. Here we are. Let me turn up the volume here. Going live here. It's a Friday night. Why not? I own this night. This night is excellent. Excellent day. Hambo is back here. Um, Wanted to do one more before the uh, month of September ends. That will make it four podcasts for the month. Still going strong the year is chugging along and uh, I guess I wanted to uh, take this time to talk about Wolverine and my why Wolverine is important important to uh, our pop culture and cultural culture in general especially as it relates to the world these days <laughs> without getting too far deep into the the politics of things or the whole rigmarole of that and and keeping things fun, which I always aim to do. I want, I liked having this, this podcast be a, a way of escaping, uh, a lot of the, a lot of the things that we're going through right now. And, uh, Also, um, feel free if you are listening, uh, to, well, there's nobody in here right now, but, uh, if anybody wants to have a question, feel free to type me a question. Um, and I can answer it. Uh, these lives are always, uh, spontaneous. I I never really schedule these live, um, pods, but it's just something fun to do to kind of, uh keep building upon the cast um so i got in front of me the big red book of wolverine and i i thought i thought it'd be fitting just to kind of go through um i've been meaning to do this for a while um and kind of go through his origin and his history it's an awesome book um It is, let's see how many pages this is. It's got the Jim Lee cover of one of my favorite uh, shots of Wolverine, just kind of like uh, leaning, leaning forward. And it's, uh, let's see here 195 pages, not including the index. It's got everything from patch to um uh you know uh, alpha flight i'm sure i'm looking at these it's got like almost almost all his well it's got a lot of covers of him and almost all his his uh his solo his solo run his solo title some infamous covers some of my favorite covers um you know if you you haven't guessed this is going to be like a comic comic book uh um kind of uh talk as well as the movie talk um let me go over my favorite covers before i go into the movie further into the movie um some my one of my favorite covers i'm gonna Tell you about is a one with uh, Mark Silvestri, and it was I think it was the first Wolverine comic I picked up. and I can't, it doesn't show me, I can't see at least the number, but it's the one where Wolverine has got all these spikes coming out of him, and he, it's during the Weapon X program. And the Mark Silvestri one of run of Wolverine is one of my favorite, one of my favorites is because I remember picking it up. Uh, Off the spinner rack, I think at, uh, oh, I don't think it was Rite Aid back then. I think it was something else. Uh, What was it? Arbor's. Arbor, I think that was before Rite Aid, before all that got all carried away with CVS and Walgreens and all that stuff. And uh, so it was a local pharmacy. And they had an indie spin, indie spinner rack, and picked it up. And I'd seen Wolverine before. My brother had a few Wolverine comic books that we uh, that I read up up in the cabin there. And but this cover was really good. I, that, that's what I'm telling you. Never underestimate the power of a of a comic book cover. And the art drew me in, and the way uh he he was as a, as a person and the action scenes it was all fantastic i think mark silvestri to this day is still kind of underrated um, and uh i'd love to see him do uh get on there and do some more comics over in comics and uh so it went into the weapon x program and a lot of his flashbacks and um a lot of him trying to to get back into his uh hidden memories and he was like that for a while where he didn't know which memories were right which memories were wrong and he i think it was like uh there was a image of him kind of trying to get into a vault and the vault was locked of all the the things he wanted to remember um so that's one of my favorite covers because that was the first issue that i bought um, though of course, the Wolverine and the Hulk, Mr. Fix-It, uh, where they're both in, uh, tuxedos and white tuxedos. That's pretty awesome. That's a, that's an infamous cover or he's a patch. Um, I love the patch stuff. Uh, I play. Uh, I have a. Uh, I pretty much made patch in uh, in Dungeons and Dragons as a, as a character in there, and it's been fun playing him and in D and D. And uh, I kind. Of, I've, it's been fun. It's like I, I've kind of made a I can't say it's it's patch perfectly. It's because I did make it. It's a new character. But it's basically Patch's personality. <laughs> and I kind of rewrote his origin story to, to fit a fantasy setting. And he's a half elf in it. And, uh, you know, I've had, I've had fun with that character. You know, um, let's see what else. Other character other covers. Here, let's see. They got some X-Men covers with the Windigo. There's some good X-Men stuff that... Some good back issues I could get that I haven't. And Wendigo is one of them. Yeah, so they have some X-Men covers that are, that are good. They're done by Jim Lee. They're always great. Ah, there is a good one. The X-Men <coughs> cover where they're in the blue and gold... Uh, School uniforms and Wolverine's uh, slashing at Gambit. Uh, Jim Lee did a whole bunch of great uh, Uncanny X-Men for a while uh, before he did the streamlined uh, Just X-Men run. But the X-Men, the Uncanny X-Men, they had a great run there for a while in the late 80s, early 90s. And, and that's when they were firing on all cylinders and Chris Claremont was writing them a lot. And uh, a lot of those issues, a lot of those issues were my brothers. My brother got a lot of those comics and it, the X-Men's world was very uh, fleshed out and consistent. And it always had a bit of a, of a good plan there. And, I, you know, I don't read X-Men these days and it stinks and I want to. But I just feel that it's lost a lot of its umph that it had for a while there. And a lot of it had to do with that era. Chris Claremont, Jim Lee, uh, John Byrne. John Byrne was a little bit before some of this. But um, yeah, it just had a really good run there in the mid to late 80s, uh, even into the 90s a bit for sure. But, uh well, that's enough about the covers. I guess I wanted to talk about why we need Wolverine right now um, and Deadpool, because I think we need the humor we need the crass humor of Deadpool with the seriousness of Wolverine with the with the masculine uh quality he brings. Uh the, uh the grit. I think this is something that it's important. I mean, I think it's something that's always been kind of laughed off, like, oh, whatever. You know, toughness and all that stuff. But it it, it does play a part in our psyche, in our collective psyche. Um, uh, you know, a lot of time, you know, growing up, You know, it's important for people to have role models and um, I considered a lot of uh, comic book superheroes to be uh, role models in a way. I mean, unrealistic role models, (laughs) definitely unrealistic, but role models all the same. And and what you learn from their stories in comics is – and what they overcome is kind of the hero's journey and i think that's something that's important i think it's important to have a mental toughness a physical toughness a ferocity um an outlet for anger um i can identify with wolverine on a lot of that um the anger issues there's a lot to be angry about in life and um also um you know the the toughness i, I you know or the uh i, I was never considered i mean I, I i never i'm always try i was always like a kind of an agreeable guy nice uh, i i don't want i don't want to say that it's kind of pompous to say oh i'm a, i'm a, I was a nice guy i like i always try to get along with people i should say that and Wolverine doesn't care about getting along with people so <laughs> he's opposite of me in that a lot of respects and maybe that's part of uh, why i liked Wolverine so much and the gimmick and i talked about this before i, I actually touched about on this at the um, the library comic con i went to where a uh, girl was having a, a lecture about is you know is wolverine overrated or is it justified and i said that it, he's such a unique package of of interesting power with the bone claws and i mean the metal claws and in nearly indestructible and then his personality and then the look so he's the perfect uh combination of those things that works and if we could just come up with more characters like wolverine i think we would have a lot better uh a lot better comics today not that they all have to be that same personality but just um something that they've overcome in their past that you can kind of understand why they are why they are um a kind of mental and physical toughness um a unique look unique uh dialogue unique uh tag lines. um one of his lines is uh that he says all the time is i'm the best there is at what i do but what i do isn't very nice and i always like that that's a great line um uh, so feel free to, uh, yeah, there's somebody listening out there. Any listeners you want to type in a question, I'm pretty much covering thoughts on Wolverine, um, coming back in Deadpool three and also the history of Wolverine. I got a big red book here. Uh, the big red Wolverine book, uh, by, uh, what was this? DK, DK. um, it's two years out, it's two years out already. I mean, we got to wait two years till we see this movie. I'm interested. I wonder if they're gonna go with the old man Logan, if Deadpool's gonna like snatch up old man Logan from the movie Logan <laughs> and bring him into his movie, or if he's going to, if it's gonna be the younger Wolverine from the X Men movies. So that's what I'm interested. And there's so many ways they can approach Deadpool 3. I really hope they they don't screw it up and they don't get, uh, I don't know, two PC, uh, over-the-top PC. Uh, I don't think they will. The last two have been pretty solid. Um Reading this forward, I'll read this to you. Uh, 17 words doesn't seem much like. It doesn't seem much in the overall scheme of things. Yet in the case of Wolverine, they represent the essence of my vision of his character. He's come a long way in the 30 plus years since Lin Wen created him. He's changed a tremendous amount from that original conception. Dave Cockrum and I have uh, made him older. Uh, We made the adamantium claws a part of him. Uh, Dave created his distinctive facial features and hair. Uh, John Byrne and I broadened the way he functioned within the X-Men as he gradually, but somehow inevitably, moved more and more center stage. Frank Miller and I took those initial character elements and both broadened and deepened them, fulfilling our ambition to make him an increasingly three-dimensional and real character. This is, this is the Wolverine, the Logan, I choose to remember. Um, to me, he exemplifies the conflict faced by all the X-Men. Only in his case, it's taken to perhaps its ultimate extreme. He faces an age-old conflict between good and evil. But it isn't an external challenge. It's, it's internal. It's a struggle to, to define his very being as a man as perhaps a hero the struggle for him is both to define the goals of his life and then see if there are ways to achieve them an ongoing temptation for him is whether or not to yield uh, to what many refer to as the animal side of his nature And this is important i always really uh i've always really uh liked this aspect and and, uh, the man versus himself uh aspect of, of wolverine's uh uh challenge uh to follow in the footsteps of of Sabretooth. there is a part of him that would very much like to yield to this siren song but it's conquered by another part of him that's just as impassioned in its quest to embrace his humanity he wants to live out his life to its fullest as a man It's not the easiest of challenges, but it's one that has defined the essence of this man for decades and made him one of the most interesting characters to write as much as to read in the X-Men, if not in publishing. I hope you enjoy this book as much as I've enjoyed telling these stories of his life. Chris Claremont. Well said, sir legend Chris Claremont and uh it's got a great you know you open the book it's got a great uh you got a big face of Wolverine there staring at you by I think Joe Quesada (coughs) his uh yellow and brown uh, headpiece Five things you should know about Wolverine. Number one, Wolverine's real name is James Howlett, not Logan, uh, which was an alias he adopted after fleeing his family home. Thomas Logan was the groundskeeper on the Howlett estate in Alberta, Canada. Number two, Wolverine is over 100 years old, but his remarkable regenerative powers keep him looking as he did in his early 40s. <laughs> That's right, you know I, it's he always looks to me he always looks like a guy stuck in his his forties uh, which is basically where I'm at these days coming in at forty four uh number three Wolverine's claws are bone, part of his own skeleton and controlled by his mutant powers. the indestructible. Element adamantium bonded to his bones enhances the claws, tensile strength. Tensile. I said that wrong. Number four, Wolverine is in fact highly intelligent, but when angered, can fall victim to wild berserker rages over which he has no control. You know, I would say Wolverine is more wise than anything. That's probably what they mean more. I don't think. I, I wouldn't say he's like intelligent as far as like he knows tons of facts, which he knows a good handful. He knows a good amount, but I'd say he's more wise. He's from his years of life and street wise, and combat wise, and he has a lot of common sense, which can get clouded by his emotions. Um, but you have to have some kind of intelligence to work for a, a covert team, you know. Can, Uh, Canada's covert team there. Let's see, Team X. Uh, Number five. As a young boy, James Howlett had a friend named Rose, whom he he later fell in love with. In a bizarre, tragic twist of fate, Rose ended up dying in his arms, accidentally impaled on Wolverine's deadly claws. Spoilers here if you haven't read uh, Wolverine Origin. um so then they go into the the blue and gold uh outfit of his first appearance um and they have some uh drawings of his front and back and in the incredible hulk 180 his first appearance fights the hulk which it would be, be interesting if the Hawks in Deadpool 3. I don't think it will be. But we need a Wolverine versus Hulk movie. I think it would be outstanding. And then it has qu- quotes. Uh, Little man tried to trick Hulk, trick Hulk. But Hulk was stronger. I'm sorry. I screwed that up. But Hulk was smarter. Hulk was stronger. And that is why Hulk won. quote from Hulk and they got Wendigo Wendigo in the background of that first issue and they go into X-Force like he was in X-Force it's the number two of all the different teams he was in Um, number one of course X-Men and they show you a picture of his blue and gold costume uh, uh, you know, illustrated by, I believe, Jay Lee and the X-Force one, uh, as the team leader, as the field leader in Cyclops' new mutant strike team, uh, X-Force, Wolverine has to dress and fit the part. And with his, with his covert attacks mostly occurring in the dead of night, black and gray seems a natural choice. Yeah, that's... I didn't read too much of the X Force within it with him in it. And that's unfortunate. I I need to go pick those up. The black and gray outfit and the red uh you know, the red I think that's night vision or something he's got it on, on. It's, it's pretty it's a pretty interesting, unique design. Um I can't believe I never really read many of those X Force ones with him in it. You know. Number three, origins. After getting his memory back in the House of M, epic, uh, Logan regained his knowledge of of all who wronged him and his long and storied history. Uh, so to Wolverine's way of thinking, it makes sense for him to don his brown and tan costume from yesteryear in order to hunt those responsible for past injustices. Yeah, and that's something... Yeah, I read some of those, but it's like I need to kind of go back and revisit some of those because I always felt like that wasn't quite brought out front and center that much or as much as it needed to be. And then we go into like uh, some Mark Silvestri, uh, drawings of him in jeans and the the blue and gold outfit, Um, different costume changes. Yes, it's, it's important to have masculine role models um, when you're growing up. Uh, for those who don't need role models and they're like, you know, I'm the best there ever is, good for you, good for you. <laughs> but I need role models, I'm sorry. So, and I always felt that Wolverine, it is... It, like Hugh Jackman says, it is a state of mind. It he's that extra, he's that extra uh, burst of adrenaline, that anger that you can take out on a, lifting a weight to push to push you over the goal line. Um, it's that mental fortitude. he has and i'm just going i'm just going through the pages here's his quotes it says wolvie's wit and wisdom uh, wolverine's dry sense of humor reveals a lifetime of hard knocks and training in the ways of the eastern world his one-liners range from the flippant to the philosophical um, of course there is i'm um, the best serious of what i do but what I do isn't very nice. Isn't very nice. Uh, and here's another one. Uh, I said hunting, honey bunch. I said nothing about killing. It takes no skill to kill. Hmm. I never used my claws on someone who hadn't tried to kill me first. I'll just say that the rest of these normal. Uh, I'm the best at what I, I'm best there is at what I do, but what I do best isn't shopping. <laughs> Funny thing about this mutant healing factor of mine—it sure doesn't cancel out any of the pain. Let's see if there's one that stands out to me that I remember reading. I know what you're thinking punk (laughs) question is can I get Wolverine before he turns me into shish kebab with those claws yeah there's a lot about Wolverine that's very Clint Eastwood a lot I thought this was the danger room I ought to rename it or you could or you could be sued for fake advertising Mine will grow back, yours on the other hand. (laughs) Maybe I don't like hospitals. Last time I was on the operating table, it didn't turn out so well. Man, if a man comes at me with his fists, I'll meet him with fists. But if he pulls a gun or threatens people I'm protecting, then I got no symphony. Symphony. And I got no sympathy for him. Just think how I might have turned out. I might have wound up a pastry chef. And I'll add in one that that I remember reading from uh, Mark Silvestri's issues uh as uh put this under your porch and play with it (laughs) he was throwing a uh, buzzsaw at somebody Uh, let's see here human beings and animal bub though most animals probably wouldn't take that as much of a compliment And then they have the uh, the ladies, the ladies, uh, Wolverine, and uh, all the relationships that he's gotten involved with over the years. Um, So I think I'm going to conclude this tonight. I'm going to have a part two, and I'll pick up uh, where I left off here. And continue going back into this book. Uh, the next one, does Wolverine have weaknesses? And there's a few weaknesses that he has that can kill him. So good stuff. Good stuff. Um, Yeah, it's not really. It kind of jumps around. It's not that much in chronological order, but um, it, it does skip around. But uh, it's good. It's good stuff to read and, and to be re-inspired uh, by the character and really kind of get his um, his origin story and and his the events that have happened to him. Get all that stuff down in my head. Oh, uh, there's some World War stuff, World War One stuff in here. Um, this time with Captain America, probably during World War Two. Some stuff is patch. Good stuff. Thanks for listening. And uh, long days, pleasant nights.